Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, but it's about the journey. I want to thank you for coming and listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. I just want to say hello to my guest today. Say hello, Lolo. How are you? Hello, world. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's just me and Lauren today, so I'm not going to rip Stefan because Stefan did have a prior engagement. We were going to meet on another day, but we are meeting today, so Stefan is not here because of a prior engagement. So I'm not going to rip him, but Vince gets up. <laughs> so that's for you, Vince, until you show your face uh, and come back and join us. Um, so before we hit the topic, I just want to make sure that I just want to let you guys know one, I want to thank all the people who have been listening consistently, who've reached out to me, to Lauren, to Stefan, to tell us how they enjoy the show, the things that they enjoy about the show. So I want to thank you all for being dedicated listeners and we're going to continue to try to grow the show. We want you all to help us grow the show. So we just want to let you guys know where you can, uh, reach out to us. We do have a Road to Damascus IMG page. That's Road, the number two, Damascus on IG. On Twitter, we have a Road to Damascus, same as on IG, except in front of Road to Damascus is an underscore. And then if you ever want to email us about anything, a show topic, show idea, want to reach out to us, you can reach us at A Road to Damascus. That's the letter A, Road the number two Damascus at gmail.com. So we would love to hear from you guys, get any feedback, follow us on Twitter, follow us on the IG. The DMS are open. Um, give us some feedback, give us any topics that you would like for us to discuss. And we will definitely put those on the docket. So without further ado, let's get into this topic, Lauren. So I had sent the email out like I know, or a text message, excuse me, uh, to the, crew like I normally do about the topic that I was thinking about. So the topic that was really on me and it was kind of on me when we were wrapping up the last show was, um, which I think I want us to do a series on Lauren is about people and the reasons why they leave the church. Um, just, you know, different reasons they leave the church and, or why they become disenfranchised with church or why they fall out of favor with their faith and things like that. So one of the, the areas that I wanted us to discuss for this episode was when people run into tragedy, whether it be sickness, uh, death, loss of someone very close, uh, personal, that seems to always be a big trigger for people to say, see, if it was a God, then this wouldn't have happened. Or if it was a God, that wouldn't have happened. And we immediately put the emphasis and the, blame for our situation onto God. So what do you think about that, Lauren? So I was reading this article from Christianity Today, and the name of the article was Why Does God Allow Tragedy and Suffering? Okay. Thanks for sending that to me. Appreciate oh, I'm that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yep. give you all my <laughs> points. <laughs> See, I would have probably it's like the Bible. You would have read something, got something different. I would have read something, got something different. But I go ahead. No, right no. 
Go ahead. So in the article, it was basically just giving different stories and scenarios as to what people have experienced in their life and giving insight on it. Okay. Um, so when I was reading the article, one of the bullet points was, though suffering isn't good, God can use it to accomplish good. Okay. And I think that that's so profound because – as believers, just people in general, when things happen, the first thing we want to do is blame God. And the first thing we want to do is say, well, God, you said that you would take care of me. God, you said this. God, you're a healer. God, you said you were a provider. He did say all of those things, but he never promised you nowhere in the Bible that you would not experience heartache and pain and sickness. He and did suffering. not. Right. He did not commit well, Jesus you. said, if you want to walk with me, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to carry this uh, cross with me, too. Yes. And, and that's Jesus said that. Exactly. And look at all the things that Jesus had to go through. Right. And and that's one thing that I, I try to get people to understand is, well, I didn't deserve this and I didn't deserve that. Well, did Jesus deserve? He didn't deserve any of it. Any of it. I mean, we have all did bad things, so we deserve, we all got something coming back to us. Right. But Jesus did not deserve it. And, you know, there are things that happen that we can all say, I don't know what I did to deserve that or why I deserve that. But you have to understand that there's a big, that's there's a bigger purpose and there's a bigger plan. Absolutely. Well, I, I look at it like this. The, the Bible says that we're born in sin and shaping in iniquity. We know that um, if you if you believe biblical, biblical truths like we do, that the fall of man happened when uh, Adam ate the fruit from the tree. And every since then that this world has been filled with sin, that Satan was given the keys. Uh, this is his kingdom or whatnot. So if you believe that, then there are going to be tragedies there are going to be things that happen on this earth whether we like it or not there is going to be sickness there's going to be suffering i mean right now lauren we're in in uh, a pandemic and this is the largest pandemic in a hundred years like exactly a hundred years ago we had the spanish flu that i believe worldwide kicked killed like six million people and I was doing the research on the Spanish flu and we think that, you know, they wanted people to wear a mask. These people who are against masks and this isn't real. Oh, they existed a hundred years ago. So this, this isn't anything new. And, and even us discussing this isn't even to make light of anybody's suffering or tragedy because, you know, there's, there's going to be people that's going into their first holidays. Mm -hmm. That's losing people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the hospitals are full to capacity. And even when I even hear people justify this sickness or what's going on as, well, this is an act of God or this is a, no, viruses and things like that are based on this fallen world. These are things that are allowed to happen in this world. See, I think where the, the confusion comes, Lauren, is a lot of times we as Christians say things are free will, but then we also say, well, that was God's plan. And, and no, no, what I, but I'm saying that's where I think people get upset and get frustrated or they lose their, their faith in, in, in when they uh, experience tragedy because it's like, so 
if if it's free, is it free will or is it God's plan? Because right. if it's God's plan, why would God allow this baby to die? Absolutely. Why would God allow my mom to get cancer? Why would God? Why was that in His? Why the evil person couldn't, you know, do this or do that or go through this or go through that? You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I I think in scenarios like that and situations like that, um, it's easy for people that have never been through anything or lost anybody or been sick to be able to relate to that. But, I mean, you and I, all of our listeners have been through something. and We have lost people and things like that. And I think it's the easiest thing to do is to blame God as a believer because we think, Oh, I, you know, I put all my faith in him. I put all my trust in him. Why would he allow this to happen to me? And when I was studying and I was trying to prepare for the podcast, the first person that came to my mind was Job. Okay. Because not Job, he was God's right hand man. Right. Well, you, you talking my language because I, I tell people <laughs> Job is my favorite book in the Bible. And, and, and I'll get into the details why. But Job is my favorite book in the Bible. Well, go ahead. I yeah, so it. he literally was God right hand man, right? Right. And and my husband says it all the time, like I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I got this saying now because I have a friend uh, who would say to me, "Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm calling God, but I'm leaving voicemails, but he ain't listening." And I always say, "Well, uh, I'm in God's fave five, so uh, I'll call him for uh-huh. you." <laughs> I hit him up for you, but even like. Job, like we have to get out the mindset of thinking that just because we are believers and and in our mind we live this perfect life that we won't go through anything and we won't experience anything. And the Bible clearly tells us that, you know, the the Lord will not put put more on you than you can handle. We don't know what we can handle. Absolutely. We We don't know. We can't say... I can handle this or I can't handle that. Only God knows because he created us. And so I think when we face these situations, I always say we have to stay war ready. We got to keep ourselves in battle because every day that you wake up, you're going to fight some type of battle. It might be a small one or a big one, but you're going to experience one. And when you when you put yourself in the position where when the enemy tries to come at you or when life tries to come at you and it tries to knock you down if you have been preparing like when people go to war right what do they do they don't just put their uniform on like all right y'all i'm ready to go on the front line right they prepare they They study they do the work they 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 take the steps to make sure when i step out on this battleground whatever comes my way i'm prepared for it absolutely and and a lot of times because i think of um, situations where people are born into homes where they are sexually assaulted mm-hmm. or people grow up in situations where they're being abused mm-hmm. physically, emotionally. And you will then later on hear those people give powerful testimonies of how God delivered them and things like that. And some people will say, well, what kind of God would have even allowed you to be in that situation? And that's kind of piggyback what you said about never putting more on you than you can bear. Like God knows 
what situation he's putting us in. Like he said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. So okay. the situations that we're going in and going through and dealing with, you know, it. I'm never going to make light of anybody's situation or their suffering. But God loves us and and he understands what we're going through. But because I believe that we live in a free will society and people can argue with me and all this other stuff. Do I believe that God's plan will be executed no matter what? I absolutely do. But I believe that we have free will. And what do I mean by we have free will? God can have a calling on me to be a powerful minister and open up tons of churches and do all of these things. But if I but if I turn around and kill myself, then that's not going to happen. I can make that decision to kill myself. Mm -hmm. And that was a decision that I made. So it's no longer. So I have that free will to make that decision. And at the end of the day, that's what people don't understand. Like, yeah, is God intentional? Is Does he have purposes and things that need to be fulfilled? But we don't need to be fulfilling this plan point because of us having free will. Like you can, like right now you can reach across this table and slap me. Don't, you wouldn't do that no, though. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm saying that's, if you just got upset and slapped me, yeah. that's your free will to do that. But there's a reaction. But there's going to be a reaction. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, things happen that's tragic. And, and all right, well, let me do this. I'll give you a situation. Okay. A lot of times what happens is we'll have people that we know, and this isn't about the whole topic, but we'll have people that are in the streets mm -hmm. and their family is praying for them and they're trying to get them out the streets. And then that person is killed. And you'll sit around and say, well, why did God do this? And why did God? I pray that they protected them. But, but it's they, still God's will. Right. But he was in the streets, which that is a something that can happen when you're living that street life. But even in that, like, I'm a firm believer, and this is just me. Okay. I'm a firm believer that when you have, like, you know how you hear people say all the time, like my, my father says all the time, I had a praying grandmother. Right. I had a praying grandmother. We have a praying grandmother. Absolutely. We had a praying grandfather. And those prayers literally carry you. Absolutely. They carry you. And they put a certain type of covering over you. And I'm a firm believer that even when someone, uh, you used an example about them being in the streets. Right. Even when someone is in the streets, I believe that because God is so intentional, and nothing happens by just chance or happenstance right. that sometimes he will take someone to spare them. Absolutely. And I, and I feel like, because I am a victim of saying, I can't believe God did this. I can't oh, believe. I think, I think we've all um, fallen victim yeah. to, to that to believers or non-believers. Yeah. To uh, thinking like, why would this happen to me? What did I do to deserve it? But I always ask myself, why not you? Absolutely. But like you first off, we are all here for a purpose. We're not here to do anything that we want to do. We're here to do what God placed us. Like we're not just here to wake up, go to work, go to church, you know, Oh, oh no, we all Thursdays. have, we all have a purpose. Yes. But, when you don't identify with your purpose and you don't identify that you are here for a purpose, then when things happen, it's easier for you to fall into that. Well, why did this happen to me? 
But everything that you experience in your life, like the Bible tells us that all things work together for your good. So everything that you experience, you may not see it, but it's working together to get you where you're supposed to be. And some things have to push you back to where you need to be. Yeah, I agree. So let me ask you, this: where do you think this whole perception of God, well, nothing's bad supposed to happen to us because we're Christian. Where do you think that came from? I think that... I don't want to get back on the pastors, but <laughs> no, go I, ahead. I think that sometimes people that are in the positions that are supposed leadership, to be, just say leadership, leadership, they're in leadership right. and they're supposed to be pushing people and teaching people. We're not being taught properly. Like, Amen. especially when it comes to new believers. Absolutely. Or, you know that you bring them in and you make them, Believe that, okay, you didn't, you made the best decision in your life to give your life to Christ, which you did. Absolutely. But we leave out the, like, we make it seem like it's going to be all uniforms oh, yeah. and sparkles. Right. Like, like, all right, so this is what's going to happen. You're going to get baptized in Jesus' name. You're going to come up. You're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then after that, everything is just going to be perfect. The cussing that you was doing, that's going to be done. Yeah. The, 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 the. Feelings of wanting to have sex with people—that's gonna go away. You, 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 all of those bad things are no longer gonna be there anymore. You're good to go. You're gonna be blessed beyond abundance, especially when you combine that with the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. that's going on. So people like, oh, cool. Yeah, and, and then they, they go out in the world and they get chewed up, right? Because they don't know what to do. They were not taught what to do. Everything that we could possibly go through, it's in the word of God. Amen. He he literally has given us an outline in his word. And we as people have to get back in the word to know what to do when this thing Preach that thing, sister. We have to. We have to make sure that we are so grounded in the word of God that when things come, because the word tells us they're going to come. When they come, we know what to do. Well, I just think I just I just think that we need to. The thing is this: um, we are not honest mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. We're not. I mean, we. The biggest thing that to me has left the church is testimonies. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mean when sister so and so used to stand up and say, "Well, Lord knows I was hungry last week, and God blessed me with that chocolate piece of cake." I'm not talking about that kind of testimony. I'm talking about the testimony of a person that was a former drug addict Mm -hmm. and God delivered them. And they will tell you that the needle is still in my arm every day Mm -hmm. and I'm taking it out. And I know that I, that I am susceptible to go back to that lifestyle. If it not be for God, like right now I just ordered a book and I'm about to read it. And, and, and this woman has been very inspiring to me. I just found out about her several months ago, but her name is Jackie Hill Perry. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a book called um, Good God, Gay Woman or something about that. And she talks about her struggles where she um, was living the same sex. Um, she was in same sex relationships and God delivered her. And now she's married with three kids. And um, but she says how she's still attracted to women like that hasn't gone away mm-hmm. but i'm reading that book 
Um, and it seems like it's a very powerful book and things like that. But I'm just saying she's honest about her lifestyle. I try to be honest with people about things that I struggle with, things that I deal with still to this day. I've been saved now 21 years. I gave my life to Christ 21 years ago. And I, would, and I always tell people I got saved August 17th, 1999. No, no. I gave my life to Christ August 17th. 1999 but I didn't get saved to about 2011 yep. when it's I really it's a difference because mm-hmm. when I really started to understand what it meant to be saved like what it meant to walk this walk and that you can walk this walk and it's not the same for everybody Absolutely. how they walk this walk and so we have put a perception out there to people where it's kind of like everybody has to be the same way we're not androids yeah people's testimonies are powerful when you get somebody who say you know, I didn't lost my brother. I didn't lost my mother. I didn't lost my father. I didn't lost my grandparents. All of this, and they all died in the same year. And 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 I didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. But I'm gonna still serve God in spirit and in truth because I know He still loves me. And when you get them kind of testimonies, that tells people. Cause cause well, we can share this story, Lauren. It's been what ten years ago. My brother was killed. And anybody who knows our family knows that we had never had anything like that happen. Mm-hmm. Like when I say, when mm-hmm. I say nothing, when I'm like, most people say nothing like that. Nothing. Nobody in our family had ever died. Yeah. When I, I'm not, not speaking a hyperbole. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody, nobody had died. Mm-hmm. Like people in our family had not experienced death at this level. Mm-hmm. And, and on, and on and this side of our family, yeah. Immediately, nobody had experienced this kind of loss. Like we have been a family that you know prayed, loved God, but nobody and the Lord had been faithful and blessed us, so nobody had died. So when my brother got killed, mm-hmm. it was like a shock, absolutely wave through the family, mm-hmm. where it could have been, where that could have been a situation like, God, why us? And right. then I could have on turn saying. Why did the first person in the family who had to die was had to my was my brother? Mm-hmm. My dad could say, "Why was it my child?" Yeah. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of that could have did that, but if anybody was at the funeral, it was nothing but a love fest to God and still how much He loved us, how much He was going to bless us, how much mm-hmm. He is still with us even in this situation. Absolutely. So. I'm not speaking from as somebody who has never experienced tragedy. Absolutely. And I'm t- because that was like it wasn't like he was in the car. I mean, he was shot and killed. Yeah. So I understand this firsthand what tragedy looks like and, and how it can affect you. Absolutely. And, and and how and how you can ask these questions. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And and you know, for people to um see their their family members maybe, you know, then our grandfather passed away. And, I mean, you know, he, he was ready to leave anyway as far as he Absolutely. just he didn't want to be here anymore. We selfishly wanted him here. Uh, yeah, forever. Forever. <laughs> um, but, mm-hmm. you know, so we understand tragedy. Absolutely. And so at the end of the day, what, what we're talking about isn't just, like, happenstance. We understand why people can feel that way when, when your family member gets cancer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like our grandmother, her sister died from cancer right. and things like that. So you, you, you begin to want to ask these questions, but we also just have to understand that. Like you said earlier in our, um, in our tragedies that God can still bless us and open us up. 
You want to say something? Uh, well, I was just going to piggyback on what you were saying, that um, when it comes to tragedies and when it comes to even knowing that God is with you and God will protect you and he'll cover you, like I think it simply goes back to knowing his love for you. Absolutely. And understanding that nothing, like you can use an example of a father with their son, right? And when you think about a father and son and you think about the dynamic, you know, when your son starts to get older, he want to test you because he think he a man and things like that. And so you have to show them a different kind of love in order to keep them on the path that they need to be on to reach their destination. And sometimes when love is showed, love is not always showed in a good way. It's not always shown in, come here, let me give you a hug. Come here, let me hold your hand. Well, it's tough love. Yeah. Tough love to the point where sometimes I have to allow this to happen. Right. So that... I'm going to have to let you burn your hand. Exactly. To see what it feels like to be burned. Exactly. So you won't keep playing with fire. Exactly. And then, on top of that, after you get it, then you can go and you can give it to somebody else. Absolutely. And that I think that also goes back to everything being intentional. Because there's nothing that any of us have gone through that we haven't had an opportunity to share with someone else. To help someone else get through it. And I, I think that it's so important to be transparent. Absolutely. Well, look at this, Lauren. I always say this. How do you think God felt seeing his son hanging on the cross? And then what did Jesus say? Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Right. Like me, I'm your son. Why have you forsaken me? Yeah. He's hanging on the cross, his only begotten son. Mm-hmm. With We all know the scripture. This is my... Begotten, only begotten son with whom I am well pleased. Yeah. That did nothing. That did nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's hanging from the cross. And the same wise, the same questions that mm-hmm. we will have when we're going through stuff. Absolutely. The same tragedies that we feel. Jesus is hanging on the cross. and he. So I'm, I'm never going to sit here and tell you it's wrong to ask questions. It's, it's, it's not. not. If a pastor tells you that, I'm telling you, I ain't your pastor. He's wrong. You can ask questions because Jesus hung on that cross and said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? And he was meaning it like me. Me, What have I done? What did Mm -hmm. I do? And sometimes, you know, as a kid, when we got in trouble, and like, what? What what did I do? Like your parent come in and pop you in the mouth (laughs) or something. And you know what you did. But Jesus was sitting there like, why hast thou forsaken me? So me and Lauren aren't sitting here telling you that you don't ask these questions or, or, or these feelings are not okay to because have they are real because they are real and it's actually part of your healing process as absolutely mm-hmm. and lauren there's a whole book in the bible called lamentations yep. and lamentations and you shorten it lament but it's basically about it's a, a, a book of sorrow of grief mm-hmm. of israel as they were being taken away to bondage again mm-hmm. so even a part of the healing you have to understand i mean like um, a lot of holidays that are celebrated in the Jewish uh, customs mm-hmm. are about things that they went through yep. so that they don't have to go through them again mm-hmm. and things like that. So 
it's okay to remember, to remember these tragedies that made you who you are. The, 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 um, I'm going to read this scripture because it's, it's, it, it came to me why we were talking. So if I don't read it, it'll be like why well, I didn't read it. But Romans 8, starting at 18. And I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For this creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected in it hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. Um, I could keep going, but just that it says that our present and current suffering is not that that whole scripture is basically talking about present suffering into future glory. Mm -hmm. Like we all like the stuff we go through every day, Lauren, like I'm saved, you say, but trust me, we go through it every day. Every There's day. things that mm -hmm. we deal with within our family dynamics, within our marriages, within our jobs that make us sometimes want to just not come on the show and do a podcast and be positive and laughing and <laughs> hitting the, you know what I'm saying, Lolo? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we want to come on here and 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 cut up, and we want to come on here, and we want to just say to people like, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. This that's black. That's that's black." That's what we want to come on here and say. Don't worry Absolutely. about it. And 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 when you know people ask you what's going on, so we are well aware of how this, this life can be and how these situations can be. But what we're trying to do, even with this topic is just let you know that you're not alone. Absolutely. That, not. that you, that the feelings that you have that, oh man, why, why am I going through this? And what kind of loving God would allow this to me to go through this? It's not that this, this, this born in sin, shaping in iniquity, this place is not even to last forever. It's not our home. This is not our home. Mm -hmm. We are kingdom citizens that are living in a place that is not our kingdom mm -hmm. that we will eventually get to. But we have to understand that when you are on this planet, in this earth, whether you're in America or in another country, because, you know, you see people starving in other countries right. and be like, what, what, why do people starve? If it was a loving God, why would these people be starving and, and all of that? You mean you understand what but, I'm saying? These are the things that I hear. But even in that, and I, and I guess for me, because I am a thinker, I always think, like, why do people always say it's a God thing? Like, do you know how much stuff that they have done to this planet? Oh, yeah, no, no. And, and so, but even in, like, it's like, I think it's just because we can't see God. It's right. easier to be like, oh, God, you did it. Right. It's your fault. Oh, yeah. Well, no, Lauren, we never, it's easier to blame a God that you don't see than blame the, the institutions, the systems that allow this oppression to happen. Absolutely. Like, we live on a planet that, every, that nobody should be um, in a food desert. Everybody should have access to food. Everybody should have access to clean water. Like th this stuff is not, especially with the technology that we have. These are things that are not novel and new ideas. And when we try to even 
you know, because we gon' we'll get into conversations of politics and things like that. But when people try to make Jesus a part of a particular political party, Mm -hmm. either way, it's not right. Mm -hmm. Jesus just wasn't for people suffering. He wasn't for people. He talked about the humble Mm -hmm. and the poor in spirit. He talked about the the um, the um, the wit the uh, person who is. um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I can't even think of the word, but the bereaved people in bereavement, are, I can't, why well, can't I think right now? But he, you understand what I'm saying. I, and I know the people listen like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> no, we understand what you're saying. No, but it's just, you know, but we have to understand that systems are put in place that allow for people to be in situations. Absolutely. So it's never just, well, why did God allow this? That God didn't tell Adam to eat the fruit. He right. told him not to eat the fruit. Everybody has free choice. Everybody has free choice. Mm-hmm. God didn't tell Cain to kill Abel. Mm-hmm. Cain did that. Mm-hmm. God didn't tell David to go be with Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. But because remember, and, and this even goes back to what we talked about free will, right? Mm-hmm. And remember I said that if God called me to do all these things and I kill myself, then that wouldn't happen. David was supposed to be the one that built the temple. Yeah. But after he messed with Bathsheba, mm-hmm. God said, you can't build a temple. Yeah. But I'm going to still allow you to be with Bathsheba, and your son with her mm-hmm. is going to be the one that build the temple. So that was just a little side note of something we had okay, talked about earlier. A little, nugget. a little nugget right there. But but back to the topic that we were talking about, I just feel as though, and you were making the point about the systems, but I just feel as though that, these are greater discussions that need to happen absolutely, because they don't happen. Absolutely. And even in a vacuum, they just, but people aren't talking about these things. Mm-hmm. Like we don't sit there and be like, why, why, why is it that people just blame God for mm-hmm. everything? Oh, it's God's fault. Mm-hmm. You know? And have you ever been in that situation where, where I- just like you've been raised, but have you ever just been like, God, how'd you allow this to happen? I have. And, and I think that it's a fair question sometimes, depending on what it is. Right. Like, if it, like, okay, I'll use an example. Like, if it involves, say, if a person that you have known forever, or love forever, right? And then they come and they hurt you, right? And you know you've been everything to this person. You had, you've never done any wrong. And then they come and they hurt you. And the first thing you want to say is, God, what did I do? especially as a believer. Right. Like, you want to be like, God, I, you know, I didn't do this. I didn't say this. You know, I, I read your word, and I looked up with love, <laughs> man, and I, I was walking out everything that said love, and then this person does this. And I think it's okay to ask God why, but I, for me, I always get myself, like, when, when I get in a place where I don't know what to do, and I don't have an answer. I always tell myself, and I always even tell people that I talk to, to get yourself some God says. So whatever it is that you're going through, I don't care what it is, it's in the Bible. Absolutely. So I will literally say it to myself. I don't care what it is. I will get a scripture that pairs with with what I'm going through, and I will repeat it to myself. All the time until literally it's inside of me and my faith is so built up to the point where I don't care. I don't care. Yep, I'm going through this. I'm waking up every day, but I'm going to encourage myself every single day. And I even earlier we were talking about, you know, you 
you can do things with God, but there's also a practical side to it. And you have to do the practical parts as well. You can't just expect to get over something or work through something. Oh, no. And you're sitting in it. What's the expression? Time heals all wounds. Yeah. And even with healed wounds, there's still a scar. Absolutely. So that's the part that I think we have to let people know that the wound is eventually going to heal. Absolutely. But there might be a scar. Right. And usually scars are the memory of what happened. So you might see a, a scar on somebody. Oh, what happened? Oh, this, this, and this happened. Oh, and what's that scar for? Oh, this and this happened. And so those scars are there to remind you of the things that did happen. But yeah. the wounds are healed now. And we have to be okay mm-hmm. with the wounds being healed. And just so you know, the scripture was from Matthew 5 and 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So I, just, I had to put that out there. Yes, that's some word for y'all. So I just had to put that out there because I want to, that would have bothered me. I couldn't yeah, have closed up. That, that I couldn't have, Yeah, I couldn't have closed the podcast out without. You got it out, y'all. Yeah, I got it out. Like, what is that what I was thinking about? Like, oh, goodness. this. But that's what happens when you're doing the podcast. And I'm not even going to edit that part out. <laughs> So Lauren can laugh when she hear it again live. Um, but so before we close out, though, Lauren, I just want to ask you, so what would you do um, in a situation where if you had somebody who um, is either a believer or kind of not a believer and they come to you knowing your faith and they say to you, um, well, what kind of loving God would let my mom get cancer? Or they lost their child. Yeah. Um, and um, either a miscarriage or, you know, because those are things when you think about tough. Absolutely. And things like that. So what would be Lauren's advice or how would you start to handle a situation like that? Well, for me, um, and it's, it's funny that you asked me that question because I experience people who come to me that have, suffer with different things and, and they just looking for answers and they just looking for answers and the real answer is we don't know I don't I don't know why God why God allowed this to happen I don't know but what I can tell you is that there is meaning behind everything and there's a reason behind everything and for me sometimes when people come to me you don't even have to give a response right away right. sometimes you have to approach the situation with love because there's so much hurt and anger there that your love the love that you provide for these people love is not just an action love like, covers a multitude of sins love is just listening right love is just allowing them to pour their heart out to you in a safe and trusted way to know that everything that i'm saying to you will never be repeated So for me and for anyone that has someone come to them, start with love. Start with not only giving them the natural love, but then explaining to them the love that Christ has for them. That even in spite of what they're going through right now, he loves them and he's with them and he will never leave them or forsake them. Even in the times where they don't understand, even in the times where they feel empty to the point where some people don't even want to get up in the morning. He loves you, and you have purpose, even when you don't see it. And so for me, I have, like, I had a young lady 
that was going through some things. And I literally would text her every single day and encourage her every single day. Absolutely. And so I, I think that it starts with that because now I know every person is different. Every situation is different. Right. But love literally is the key to unlocking any door. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I if, you know, and I'll ask myself the same question that I asked you. What would I do? Well, the first thing I'm always going to do is I'm going to ask the person, you know, well, let me, if I don't have something that immediately drops in my spirit, I say, well, let me pray about that. And I, and I promise you we'll have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But the one situation that I often think about um, was a- actually two. One is about Joe. But the other one is when uh, when uh, Lazarus died mm-hmm. and they sent word to Jesus and Jesus didn't come because mm-hmm. he was doing something else. And when he got there and if you read the scripture, it said when they saw Jesus coming, mm-hmm. Martha went out to Jesus. And I, I'm the type of person because I have a vivid imagination. I could see like a, a large like field and Martha sees him and she goes out there and she doesn't tell Jesus to love me, to hug me, to hold me. She said, if you would have been here, mm-hmm. my brother wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. That's what she said to him. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus, who she didn't seen do all these miracles that she didn't see him do all of these things. You've done all of these things for people that don't know you don't love you. And somebody like me and my sister and brother who loved you, who followed you, mm-hmm. and you just let my brother be dead for three days mm-hmm. or die three days ago, and you don't come to help to have him come back. Like, I could see her crying, and it said Jesus wept. And I think at that point, Lauren, that was one of those moments where that pain, that Jesus felt her pain. Absolutely. Like, he truly felt her pain. And, I mean, we know the story about Jesus then raising up Lazarus. But I would tell people, like, Jesus knows pain. Absolutely. He knows loss. He knows tragedy. But he can't stop all pain, loss, and tragedy. He couldn't stop himself from having to be put on the cross because yeah. it had to happen. Yeah. He couldn't stop Peter from being crucified. The way he was, the same way, upside down. I think they said that um, Paul was was burned to death, I believe. And, you know, they uh, tried to burn John and um, exiled him to the island of Patmos and Mm -hmm. things like that. So, like, even the apostles Mm -hmm. didn't, like, he couldn't stop them from dying just of old age and things like that. You know, they, they, they died tragically. Right. And that didn't stop the 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 greater movement. And that goes back to even the scripture that I read from Romans about press, present suffering for future um, for future gains and things like that. So I would tell, you know, I think I would just try to show love and try to let the person know, like, look, nobody has the answers. Yeah. Nobody and anybody can tell you nobody has the answers and all these other things. But I do know that the fact that you're feeling this is step one in your healing process and that God wants you to heal. But whatever thing happens, 
just enjoy the time that you either had with that person or you have left with that person. Mm -hmm. Because we can be upset and and sad to see somebody die and suffer that we don't believe deserves to die or suffer. Mm -hmm. But some people lose people just like that. Right. And they didn't get to have that time just to even share to tell that person how they feel, Absolutely. how much they love them. You know, I mean, the last time, the day before my brother got killed, no, the day that he got killed, we had talked on the phone, but I was mad at him because he owed me money. So with my siblings, I always get off the phone and hang up and say, I love you. I was mad at him. So I didn't even say that when we hung up. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, and then he was gone. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I, I know how that feeling is Absolutely. to just lose somebody that you feel like you didn't get to say goodbye. Goodbye. I love you and things like that. You. I needed you. Yeah. I, I appreciate you. You know, that, that little money that he owed me now is like, I would give all of it up yeah. just for five minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I just would tell the person, this is just step one in the healing process. Um, some people's time take longer than others. Mm -hmm. Some healing is harder, but don't rush the process. Don't rush the process. Yeah. Don't, don't you looking for answers for something you're going to never get answers to. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, Job never got answers. Yeah. God didn't, come to Job and say, well, the reason I let Satan do all of this to mm -hmm. you was because I was trying. No. What? And then Job's response was my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen who you are. Yeah. So some, so that goes back to what you said earlier about the, the blessings and, and it being a blessing, even in tragedy. Yeah. Like he lost everything. Everything. And then had his wife nagging in his ear. Yeah. And we know about a nagging wife. No, <laughs> I'm just, I don't agree with that, ladies. I don't agree just, with that. No, I'm just joking. But, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, you know, just know that um, that this show was basically just to let people know that if you're listening to this and you're going through something, that don't don't beat, beat a person up. Don't beat yourself up. Don't go looking for answers that you'll never be able to find the answers to certain questions you just won't and it's i i'm not saying that like as a cop-out i'm mm -hmm. saying like there are just certain things we will never get the answers to and i also want to say this because i didn't you know put it in right. my couple minutes but <laughs> i also want to say too that um it's okay for you to go to god and tell god how you feel i think that we are taught sometimes like you can't go to God and tell God that you're mad. You can't go to God and tell him anything. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, it's okay to go to God and say that to him. Oh yeah. Have but, you ever seen the movie apostle? That's our pastor's favorite movie. No, but I think it's you a, asked me that. Yeah. Last time. Okay. But it's the, it's a scene in a movie uh -huh. where he's praying and he's saying, God, I'm angry at you. Yeah. I'm angry at you yeah. because of ABC and D. And I mean, like, like you said, but go ahead and finish your thought. But I just think that we are taught some of the some of the things that we are taught. Yeah. Stop us from really being able to be free yeah. in Christ. Yeah, and that's and that's one of them. I think that when things happen and when tragedy happens, you know, it's almost like you keep it all bottled in because you've seen that. You know, that's what you were taught. 
you were taught that, oh, no, you can't say certain things to God. You can't do this. You can't do that. But that's not true. You Absolutely. Can, you can bring whatever it is that you feel, whatever it is that you're carrying, you can lay it at his feet. And literally, you put the burden down and he picks it up for you. And Absolutely. I think that when we understand that and when we begin to walk in that, I think that you will see more people being free because you stop carrying a load that does not belong to you. Absolutely. No, I, you know, and, and Lauren, I think we could go on this forever because even what you just saying, you know, it made me think of too, and it just goes back to Jesus. He was in the Garden of Yosemite knowing what he was about to go through. Yeah. Like, imagine you have the burden of you about to die. Yeah. And it's not about to be pretty. Yeah. And he asked Jesus three times, if it be possible, pass this cup away. Now, think about this, Lauren. You know what you have to do. Yeah. It ain't no debate, ain't no question, ain't no any of that. You have to do it. But you still asking God, let somebody else do it. Let, let it not be today. Let it let let's because Jesus for three years told everybody that I'm not going to be with you forever and I'm going to have to go. Mm -hmm. Then when that day came, he was like, uh, maybe uh, I take it back. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we got a little bit more time. Don't we? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's so, it's okay to have questions. Yeah. It's so the Bible says be angry, yeah. but sin not. not. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated it's okay to be mad and, yeah. and and things like that as long as you don't see it it is okay mm -hmm. like we don't even let people feel like it's okay to be angry yeah. vent scream yeah punch a pillow Whatever punch a punch it back do, you know get it, out. get it out scream at the top of your lung yeah. but don't let anybody make you think that there is a, a proper way to mourn it's not that there is a proper way to grieve mm -hmm. the way you're grieving is 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 that's your way to grieve yeah. the way you're mourning that's your way to mourn mm -hmm. and at the end of the day it's not for anybody else to tell you how to grieve how to mourn but just to be a support and a love yeah. to you yeah so I've, I've really enjoyed this uh, conversation. I do too. I that, think we could go keep Yeah, I know. I think we could because you, it's like you say something and then it makes me think of something else. Yeah. And then you can layer that on top of that. But I just think that I just want us to really, and that's more like an apologetics conversation. Yeah. But I really want us to just start to examine in future shows of our, why are we losing so many people Yeah. Um. to whether it be other um religions other faiths and i'm not even saying you know we can have even debates about that but like i want people just to have faith and and understand and have this same love that i mean lauren i've never felt a love like this yeah and i know nobody on this earth can love not my wife not my kids not my grandparents not my friends nobody's ever gonna love you the way god loves you absolutely and nobody's ever going to sacrifice for you the way Jesus sacrificed for you. Absolutely. So if you understand that, then you just begin to, that's what really a build this relationship up. But you have to be honest with people. Yeah. And we have to start to have honest conversations. Yes. And I hope that y'all understand that road to Damascus is one of the ways that we are sitting here being vulnerable and having honest conversations. Right. We're talking just like even the way we pray. You don't have to pray 
like in the way that you think, like when you're holding hands and mm-hmm. Father God, we come. No, Jesus, I, you you all I got right now, yeah. and I need you to be with me. Mm-hmm. I ain't got I, my pockets is short, <laughs> my car ain't running. <laughs> these kids, these kids crazy. is, <laughs> and and ain't nothing gonna give me peace but you. Yes, That's like right. just talk to them. Yes, just have a conversation with them. Yes. Because we read certain things when 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 we read the Psalms that David wrote, mm-hmm. David was just talking. Yeah, he was just like, "Look, and you and you alone have I sinned, and I know I was wrong. Yeah. I, I I was born in sin and shaping in iniquity, and you know through my mother's womb I came into this. You know, he was just like, God, this is me and you right now. Yeah, and nobody else, and nobody else. Mm-hmm. And God said, "What David was a man after his own heart, and we know all the mess David put. That's right. So uh, go ahead and get your closing comments low. We'll check out. Oh, I have a lot of closing <laughs> comments today, but no, I'm going to keep ahead. it short. Whatever My closing comments today would simply be that, and this is for listeners that have been through something, that are currently going through something, and for the listeners that are going to go through something, make sure that in everything that you do, you keep yourself in a position to know that God loves you, you keep yourself in a position that no matter what you are experiencing, no matter what you are going through, that you are open enough and even broken enough to acknowledge where you are and to acknowledge that I can't do this by myself. I can't do this alone. I can't carry this burden alone and give it to God. And I said it earlier in the podcast to get you some God said. And God says it's simply you can pick one scripture that speaks to your situation or speak to one of your situations. And you meditate on that scripture and you literally feed off of that scripture until you get enough strength to take the next step. And that's that's what I think. I like that, Lauren. Um. Thank you, Lauren. I'm just going to say that we we have a Bible, and if we just take away the fancy words and all of that and just look at the lives of the people in the Bible, yep. we have a lot of people in the Bible that had tragic ends that didn't get to do what they wanted to do or how we thought they should have been able to do it. Moses didn't get to see the promised land, even though he walked 40 years dealing with the children of Israel. David didn't get to build the temple. Jesus didn't get to make it past 33. So when you think about the things that they went through, these are men, God said that there will never be another prophet like Moses. He said that David was a man after his own heart, but yet David didn't build the temple. Moses didn't get to see the promised land and Jesus died for the remissions of our sins. Now, I wouldn't say these were men who deserved to go through what they went through just from reading the book. But at the end of the day, they suffered tragedy. We read a book about people that have suffered tragedy. And whether, like Lauren said, you're going through it, you're going to go through it, or you're going through it right now, whatever it may be, know that God will continue to love you. He will continue to be your comforter. He is the one true comforter. Don't let anybody ever tell you how when or where to grieve, 
But just know that if you put your trust in him, I promise you that he will carry your burdens for the Bible says that his burden is light and his yoke is easy. And he wants to be the one to carry your burdens. And if we just give it to him at the end of the day, you'll feel you'll begin to feel the healing process because it's all a process. Absolutely. And we just want to help you all deal with that process. So I just want to thank you all for listening to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And we'll catch you guys next time.